0: Welcome to the Vichy Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in
1: Newport News, Virginia.
2: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, so you never finished telling us about? You didn't answer this, the what are your favorite thing about Jenny? Oh, favorite
1: thing about Jenny. Um, wow, you're going
2: to Pro- put him on the spot like that. I know, mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. Um, she's gonna, bro, got a pretty pretty looking face Fanny blonde, blonde hair nice face
1: <laughs> Judy is the best thing That's ever, ever happened to <laughs> me
2: One day, Napoleon, you'll find your soulmate <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't be jealous, Napoleon Because I've been chatting online with hot babes All, all day, day. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Napoleon, dad oh, my, my, my daughter calls it uh, let me see if I can write. Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon. I still have not seen that.
2: Oh, my gosh. Oh and
0: I lived in Idaho. Oh,
2: my gosh. so good. I feel like we need to cut what you just said out of the podcast afterwards yeah. so that you don't get harassing emails from people.
0: Probably, but maybe it would be good for me. Maybe I should actually watch the movie.
2: Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I've seen acting.
0: scenes from it, and it seems... Pretty funny.
2: Yeah, it's the most ridiculous movie ever. Yeah. But it's fantastic.
0: It was kind of a strange thing that took off. I mean, it was a really low-budget film, apparently. Like, they did not spend very much money on it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Just like us in was. this
2: podcast
1: I know <laughs> <laughs> Super low budget
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh man Well you we get what are you get. here today We are back folks I am here with Austin Ferenholt
2: Hello everybody
0: uh, Director of Mission And I am Ken White The Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry And I'm here with a fellow uh, youth minister Ben Flesser
1: Hey what's going on Thank you for having me From So right down the street
0: Yeah so Ben is the uh, What's your official title Ben?
1: Uh, So, my official title is actually Assistant Director of Evangelization. Assistant to the Director of correct right. just like assistant to the regional manager yeah. yeah it's the same same kind of concept idea so, <laughs> no i cut you off i'm sorry you know, you're what is it so it's assistant director of evangelization which is just a fancy way of saying director of youth and young adult ministries nice. at immaculate conception in hampton
0: awesome. awesome it's all
1: about the title though it is. To get yeah. Right. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs>
0: yeah so it's awesome to uh to have you with us on the podcast today, Ben. Uh, what Ben wanted to talk about and I think uh, was really valuable is just kind of uh, interests, right? I mean, you wanted to talk about... Yeah. But what surprised me is, is when you when you were like, I want to talk about how interests bring us to Christ and then you were like, I was a skateboarding punk rock guy and I was like, I do not know Ben Flesser. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, you wouldn't like... In meeting you, I wouldn't like peg you as a punk rock or a skateboarder per se.
2: I think I'd no. peg him a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The dark glasses, you know.
1: Yeah, the, no, it was the actually flannel shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well it was funny. One time uh actually when I was working with uh Father Mike Jolie up in uh, Saint St. Joan of Arc, you know, I told him I was into skateboarding and punk rock music and stuff and so he asked what one point two um if um Father Mike, being being a blind priest, asked uh, asked someone if I had uh, if I had green hair and tattoos <laughs> uh, and piercings, which I do not. I have <laughs> not one tattoo, and I've never changed my hair any color beside the one that it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> just a standard dude, I guess. Nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah. And I saw you pull out. I guess. I mean, do you still skateboard? Because I saw the other day you after a meeting you had pulled it out of your trunk. And some of your <laughs> some of our friends were were kind of boarding around on it a little bit, so do you still oh
1: board? yeah absolutely well yeah i i, I definitely uh, I, I try to keep up with it I, I still try to skateboard these days i mean i, I I hit uh, age thirty now, so it's uh, it's a little bit more, yeah, rough on the It hurts yeah. more, yeah. You don't bounce up as quickly as you did when you were, you know, sixteen. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not like you know jumping off of ledges or downstairs or anything like that. You know, I pretty much stick to the safe flat ground and parking lots and stuff. But um, but I always have the my skateboard on me. I always have a pair of skate shoes on me in my in my car. So I'm kind of ready to go if if uh, the opportunity presents itself. Um, no, nice. uh, it's, it's been, it's been something good for me to, to keep up with just in terms of, well, exercise, but then also just as a kind of a, a way to re- relieve stress as well, you know, just to get on, jump on the skateboard and kind of, you know, do what I used to do and just kind of, <laughs>
0: yeah. Do you pull <laughs> it out of youth things? group?
1: Uh, I have before. Yeah. 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 There's actually, um, uh, there's a photo, uh, on the internet now that I I'd, I'd posted to my my Facebook a long time ago. And it was uh, one of our opening youth events. And I had a, a hot dog costume on. And <laughs> we, were doing a, we were doing a cookout. And, uh, and I, had my, I was riding around my skateboard. And uh, I got a lot of mileage out of that picture and that whole ordeal. So nice. <laughs> I'd say it was pretty effective. And bringing <laughs> Christ to the youth. Yeah. I feel like you hot, hot dog, dog costume yeah. on a skateboard. I that,
0: what does Paul say? Be all things to all people. Or how does that Right. Yeah. That's, that's the one. Like, <laughs> yeah. And,
1: and hot dogs are not absent from that. Right. right. From right. That, yeah. that criteria. Ben so. was a
0: hot dogging skateboarder <laughs> for the sake of the youth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, all, all for Jesus, right? That's all. For Jesus <laughs> whatever it takes
2: <laughs> so these were your interests you got I imagine you got interested in in punk rock uh,
1: skateboarding and everything in high school yeah I did so it's uh there's kind of a, a backstory to all that I guess if I can yeah, let's back hear up it. a few steps mm-hmm. yeah um, so I had uh, I just moved to Virginia um, in 2001 I was going into my eighth grade year and you know my dad had just gotten out of the army this was our, our last uh, our last stop on the, the, our, the army journey so um so this is where we were going to land and I remember you know I was uh, especially in middle like going into middle school I was new uh I was looking for I'm still looking for friends I didn't know anyone I felt really awkward self-conscious especially in those middle school years you know you're still very much unsure of yourself and unsure of your identity. And, and i remember before when i was in like 7th grade i kind of had gotten mixed up with with the wrong crowd when we were living over in germany and this mm-hmm. was a group of individuals that were you know they this they, they had this understanding of like being young and being youthful was like being reckless and irresponsible and mm-hmm making your parents worry and upset. So it was like, you know, going out and, and drinking and smoking cigarettes which were very accessible, you know, when living in Germany, unfortunately. In 7th grade, 7th grade. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was um it was rough. Not that I was doing it a lot, and it just happened, you know, on a few occasions and um but I remember like just kind of being uneasy and self-conscious with that that lifestyle and and then I I picked up um but I remember right before we moved, uh, I picked up skateboarding when I was in the seventh grade, and there was something about it I think that that really appealed to me. You know, I was I was playing uh, I was playing team sports and uh, you know and playing baseball and soccer and all that and but uh, but there was something that really struck me I guess about the skateboarders that I saw. It was because there wasn't uh, there wasn't a team involved. It was mm-hmm. kind of a, an individual an individual pursuit, you know, um, something that, you know, you would, uh, you would do on your own and, you know, you could be creative and, you know, with it, however you wanted or, or felt and everyone kind of progressed at their own speed. There was no like competition to reach a certain level or to achieve an award or something like that. And and that really, you know, resonated with me just in that, that time of identity crisis, I suppose. And I remember sort of, when i had moved to uh to virginia s- still sort of harboring and feeling that that sense of um uh, that sense of uh, uh, uh searching for my identity or you know the identity crisis kind of thing and uh and i remember and i was still and i wanted to fit in with the you know so so quote unquote cool kids who were mm-hmm. you know the kids that were into you know parties and stuff and and drinking and you know all those things and um doing drugs and i thought that was what it meant to be young and to you know to have an identity was sort of this reckless nature you know lying Mm. to your parents and things like that and i remember when i was 14 i picked up uh, a skateboarder magazine and i was reading an article um i had like a you know letters to the editor Kind of section of skateboarder magazine, and and it was by this uh, the skateboarder named Mike Villelli, who I was really into when I was in high school. He was kind of my inspiration after after this, and and he was responding to a disgruntled skateboarder, and he said uh, he said some words to the effect of, uh, "Don't subscribe to what the herd is doing. You know, do your own thing and be your own person. And and maybe you won't be cool by other standards, but at least you'll have self respect, and that will take you further than the opinion of others." Wow and when you're 14 years old you know you're looking for something like that you're looking for something with some substance to 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 ground you and root you in yourself and to be you know less um, to be less self-conscious especially about how others perceive you and so i really kind of took that and, and ran with that uh, that that notion of uh, of sort of not being concerned with what other people were doing or what other people were concerned with. Like I was just gonna ride my skateboard and express myself quote unquote and, and, and be creative with it. And, uh, and that was really, uh, that was really a defining moment for me at at that stage. Um, really to, um, to take on this, uh, um, this, this identity for, for myself, um, which before I was, you know, sort of, I was always kind of wavering and kind of fluctuating with, you know, with who I was. But this gave me a sense of like, okay, this is this is me, and I don't have to do these things that these other people are telling me to do. I don't have to uh, be reckless and, and you know, be disrespectful <laughs> towards my parents or anything like that. Like. This is something that uh, that is that is is positive and wholesome, and um, and you know will really you know help me to uh, to be the person that that I desire to be, you know, to be a a wholesome person, and, and not you know just getting wrapped up in yeah. terrible things.
0: Well, it's, it, and it's it's powerful to me too that that you say. What was the guy's name? The skateboarder?
1: Mike Valelli. You know,
0: <laughs> and clearly this guy must have understood the culture. Right. Of of skateboarders and, and
1: most definitely. Um, yeah.
0: And that that reality of those scenes and like for him to speak such truth into into that situation, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of it, it strikes me as Jesus was very much using him really. I mean, to hit you. Yeah. when you needed to hear it. Right? Absolutely.
1: I mean, no, I totally agree.
0: And that's yeah. that's so powerful. So Jesus kind of entered into y- where you were.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a very incarnate moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like caught you up because I, I in high school, I, I got really, really interested in in apologetics, like Catholic mm-hmm. apologetics. So how to right defend your faith. Um, mostly. I mean, both to to those who don't believe, but mostly to like other denominations, right? Other faith beliefs, and really understanding your own and how to explain that in a loving way to others. What what the church believes, and it was really, I think, through that interest that I got drawn deeper into my relationship with Christ. Ultimately, <laughs> right. it was just like right. learning more and more and becoming more and more passionate about it, and listening to all these guys, these uh, Catholic apologists who were you know, giving early on what was their. Form of podcast, you know their radio yeah. shows or their media downloads that that were really, you know, started to speak to me through that.
2: So I'm curious to hear Ben because if if your interests are apologetics, it's not too surprising that you're gonna true that you're gonna fall a little bit more in love with Jesus, right? Um, but how does someone who's kind of a skateboarder in a rough crowd, already done a number of adult things by seventh grade, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, then then you kind of uh, you have a conversion. At some point, right, or deep, and maybe through that quote and other things,
1: you you fall more in love with Jesus. Right? Yeah, definitely. So, um, I guess I'll touch base too a little bit on like the skateboarding and the, and the punk rock thing as well, because yeah. that was those uh they kind of go hand in hand and they kind of both in some way helped help me towards my conversion and and uh, uh my deepening of my relationship with with Christ um which you know had been in, in implanted in me at a young age and it was something that I I recognized and acknowledged as something important but in terms of acting on it and and acting out the faith that I professed to believe that was something that was still uh, hadn't sunk in yet with me and hadn't really uh I hadn't really gone beneath the surface to, um, so that I might you know fully pursue Christ with my with my utmost being. Um, so uh, just to backtrack a little bit too. Um, so as I you know got into the whole skateboarding thing and and um, and I was pretty much just doing that every day after school and that was you know kind of the way that I uh, that I dealt with the stress and the pressures of of high school life and, you know, and trying to figure out who I was and where I was going and all those things that just, that was a good channel for me to kind of, Get out that that energy that you know you have festering inside, especially when you're a young person with all the convoluted emotions that you're uh, that you're dealing with and experiencing. Um, you can call it angst if you will. I was probably a little angsty Teenage at that time. Angst. Teenage angst. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. We all get hit with it. Oh yeah, oh, man. Get your emo music. Yeah, going, man. yeah, That's what I'm all yeah about. dude. It was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was like the peak of emo music too. in the oh, heck early yeah, 2000s. Man. I was all about it. Yep,
2: that was, that was my jam. Yep. About my guitar. I grow my hair out long.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> Life is so hard.
1: Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> just feeling so misunderstood you know, around every corner. Like oh, yeah. nobody ever gets but me. But it's kind
2: of a good outlet, right? Because yeah. you've got you got the punk rock, you got skateboarding. I mean, so you have this way of like we don't really know how to express our emotions, particularly yeah. middle school, high school. You know, and so it, it can be hard. We're still trying to figure out. And so you've got this outlet that's like you know i've got like yeah. pent-up emotion maybe anger or something and sure. so skateboarding and kind of take it out in that i remember yeah. team sports i was big into soccer that was a great outlet for me to go mm. and like you know uh almost express emotion more so and like yeah. in camaraderie and then in anger against the other people and yeah. you know i mean it was like yeah it brought, brings a lot out of you absolutely
1: you know yeah i know and that hits on the you know the good points of about what I was uh, what I was trying to say about like you know the punk rock music and stuff especially the emotions like anger and you know and and just deep-seated passion and and uh, maybe even some some sadness sometimes um, you know experiencing all those emotions you know I I, I got into uh, got into punk rock you know early on in high school and uh, just through some friends and some albums and things and and really uh, for me it was you know that kind of you know you know call it, being you know young and and angsty if you will but uh but those uh but that's that sound that that type of music um especially at that time of my life uh did convey though that you know that kind of like that that anger that fury that passion but but even that sense of like longing and hope that i was trying to express that i didn't always know how to express myself and so Mm. uh especially as i got Deeper into the the scene and the culture, and, and going to shows, and and uh, um, a lot of those the bands that I was following and, and discovered, while they weren't explicitly like Christian bands, a lot of them uh, had a lot of qualities that could parallel a Christian lifestyle. Like a lot of the the punk rock or you know, hardcore punk ethos was, you know. Um, basically going against, you know, uh mainstream culture in terms of living mm. a, a hedonistic, irresponsible lifestyle where you're just bent on being reckless and and you know, trying to s- sleep around with as many women as you can like which, which is typical of the rock star lifestyle. A lot of those bands were saying like no, that that's that's terrible. We don't want any part of that. We're going to strive towards something that's that's more wholesome, that's anarchy. More- no. It, sometimes it was anarchy. Yeah, sometimes it was <laughs> Sometimes it was like, you know, getting, you know, very wrapped up in in uh in politics, but it was also um, you know, for me, you know, some of the bands, you know, took on what was called the or what is called like, you know, the the straight edge lifestyle. I don't know if that's an expression that, you know, still used a lot, but straight edge was Probably not man. Oh, that's okay. back with the kids. Yeah, yeah, I got I should probably explain that one. So <laughs> so so straight edge was a uh, a movement that that came out of the, the hardcore punk music scene around the 80s with with the most with the band minor threat um and it was this lifestyle advocating for um uh advocating uh, a, a drug-free lifestyle alcohol-free mm. um uh, not smoking and um not sleeping around um and so it was this you know good you know wholesome lifestyle and but and the bands that that played this music that expressed these values were had this sort of like anger and passion about it that was like you know because this lifestyle is hard and and uh, everything around you is telling you that that you know you shouldn't live that way and you know and and you're stupid if you do live that way and you're wasting your time you should be out there having fun and so trying to uh, express that sort of frustration at times of of all this all these, you know, negative influences telling you how you have to live. You know, here was this this style of music that helped me get out some of that, some mm, of that that frustration, that frustration, and that and that and that passion and that anger. And and from there, I remember um, I'm. I'm so, getting to the the conversion part, I swear. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I remember uh, kind of a turning point for me in that, in that, in that being involved in the skateboarding punk rock scene. Um, I remember I was, I was going to shows locally in the, in the area and in Newport news, Virginia. And, um, uh, I met uh, a friend of mine who was in a. He was actually in a, a Christian hardcore punk band called Through Open Arms, and it was. Uh, I think he's okay with me using his name here. Uh, it's my friend uh, uh, Andy, uh, Andy Chere, and he was. Um, he played in. He played in this punk rock band, and we were talking one day, and we both discovered that. Uh, we were that we were both catholic and he said oh no way man where do you go to where do you go to uh where do you go to mass and i said oh i go to our lady of Mount carmel he's like oh, that's awesome i go to saint jerome's and here was this like you know punk rock dude who was had these you know jesus and mary ear gauges you know, <laughs> going on like this dyed black hair like this cut off <laughs> camo shorts band t-shirts like totally punked out and he was catholic and he was very passionate about his catholic faith mm. and he was very passionate about his relationship with jesus and i remember thinking especially when i was 16 years old like wow like that's that's a style that that I can get on board with that's something that that speaks to me that that fuses the the two worlds that i 'm pursuing um which is you know this this sort of punk rock do it yourself lifestyle you know going against the grain culture fused with our christian faith mm. um, that was you know especially for you know young again for a young person uh seeking out their identity especially an identity in christ that was uh that spoke to me that was uh a way i felt that that christ was in some very peculiar way was inviting me along Mm. into a deeper relationship Mm. with him using these means this you know these interests of skateboarding and punk rock music, uh, sanctifying them to to lead me closer into a deeper relationship.
0: Yeah, well, it's kind of it's it's neat to see like the thread, right? Like yeah. originally, you're just kind of. You're in this in this place of like I don't know who I am I don't know what I'm supposed to do I have all these emotions so you get kind of attracted to this lifestyle and this world and then and then you know through this article that you read it starts to challenge the way you're living right and it's 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 a challenge to live more according to truth ultimately and then like slowly you encounter this guy right in the Catholic in the Catholic faith that's passionate so it's like Jesus like entered in sanctified it like you said and pulled you closer to him yeah. but what what also amazes me is that now as you mentioned before you know you you've pulled it out at youth group Right, yeah. so like now it's yeah. become like not only is it something that God used to bring you closer to Him, but now I assume you're using that kind of that same gift and interest to kind of draw others.
1: Oh yeah, closer. absolutely. Um, that's that's been the best part about having that that background is that it it's helped me you know speak the language of the the kids that that I I try to minister to now and or i have tried to minister to in the past and um, you know especially with the the skateboarding and the punk rock type kids you know. Uh, usually those you know a lot of those kids are those kids who were poor who were like me who were searching for an identity didn't really feel like they fit in felt kind of like outcast that they didn't belong that no one really understood them and so when I was able to to reach out to their level and speak to the things that that were important to them. That helped me have a better in, a better connection, a better relationship mm. with them because I could speak their language because I did understand. I knew their, their culture, their world, where they came from. Uh, in particular, I have, I have one story that um, that was really powerful for me and that kind of uh, resonates as a primary example. Um when I was helping out with a, a, a youth group down in Manassas, Virginia, it was a, a ministry called the Don Bosco Center, and it was mostly a uh, l- l- uh, ministry for Latino youth. And a lot of a lot of the kids there by way of their interests were either at that time were either into soccer or skateboarding. Mm -hmm. I remember there was one kid in particular who initially when I met him, he was a really tough kid, like wanted nothing to do with me, blew me off every time, told me to shut up on multiple (laughs) occasions. like was just kind of a, a rough kid and i remember one day and he was a skateboarder and i remember one day he was skating with his friends and i said and i said hey man can i can i see your skateboard and he was oh yeah sure and, uh, and i remember i think i just rolled away and like did a kickflip or something like that and he was I was like whoa no way man like his mind was blown <laughs> like you know, and, and immediately from that day on, our relationship changed. Yeah. Like, he just, yeah. it was different. Like, our, you know, he was more open to me. He was coming to me and talking to me about his his life goals, his deep desires, fears, all those things. Wow. Um, it was like, and it was, for me, it was this great, like, success, for it. It was like, success mm. story. Yeah. It's like, yeah, skateboarding, you know. <laughs> you know, there's something yeah. really
2: kind of beautiful about all of it that they really, like, the punk rock in the, the skateboarding and stuff, it's not like... Uh it's not like intrinsically bad, but it's also not right. like intrinsically good. You right. know, like yeah, a lot absolutely. of those things can be it's, it's a good way to put it. Yeah, and a lot of those things can actually be obstacles to us finding yeah. Jesus. You absolutely. Know? Yeah. But then uh what's cool is that like and, and potentially for a while it probably was in a way. You know, you're distracted Definitely. with these things.
1: Yeah. But yeah. then
2: Jesus comes down and meets us right wherever we are you know? Right, through, yeah. through your, the person you most look up to. You know, it's not surprising, right? These people that you look up to, the role models, that he wants to work through them because ultimately he wants to be our, our role model. Mm-hmm. You know, so we yeah. work through that. Um, and then uh, I love how afterwards um, that it ends up being uh, the way that God then uses us. Right, yeah. You know, right. it's like uh, like the the thing that, that kept us away, you know, when he conquers that in our war, in our life. It's like now this uh, this kind of this stubborn donkey that was in your way. Now you're going to get on it, then ride it and go proclaim me places. <laughs> right. right. And okay. we, see yeah, it, we see it in
0: the gospel. Right. I mean, yeah. he encounters Peter. And And what does he do? Peter's a fisherman. this is what he do, does all the time, and he goes and he says, "Okay, and now I'm going to make you a fisher of men, yeah. right like he takes <laughs> this is the reality of who you are. I'm going to take it, and I'm going to transform it so he t- he meets us wherever we are, and then he transforms that
2: yeah
0: um, and and you're
2: a punk now I'm going to make you a <laughs> punk for men <laughs>
1: right, right. Yeah, exactly yeah Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. fisherman, <laughs> punk for man, you know, yeah just I like it yeah, I'd pick, your, you then. yeah pick, pick your Yeah. Pick your. Profession or category,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think this is so yeah. it's so amazing I mean when you you see that in so in lives of so many people, like mm-hmm. like Jesus encountering them where they are, and then drawing them you know using that to draw them closer to him, and then also manifesting that right um you know in in their teaching like i knew this guy in in idaho who's a youth minister there and he um he had he had been a mormon for for a part of his life and then he had this conversion and he gave amazing talks on um mormonism and catholicism and Mm -hmm. a very you know respectful but very powerful talks to other people about Mm -hmm. that because jesus met him there pulled him closer to him And then transformed it. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and it's you know we really have to let him do it. I think that's a challenge too. Is that it can be scary, especially when you really love something. Like I, I loved soccer. Mm -hmm. I loved soccer more than than Jesus when I was a kid. Like (laughs) I slept with a soccer ball. I was crazy about it. You know, and if if you were to tell me when I was in high school, like, hey, you're gonna. All your aspirations to be a pro soccer player are gonna disappear and you're gonna go work in a church and sit in a small room and do podcasts. Like, <laughs> are you crazy? I don't wanna do it. I wanna play soccer. No, I'm, right. I wanna play soccer, man. Like, exactly. Yeah. But like no but, you know, Jesus doesn't work that way. He yeah. he meets you where you are and allows you to kind of walk with him and with your other desires for a while. Yep. You know? Absolutely. And then he will slowly kind of call you away, but recognizing that. This thing that you love is still a part of you. Yeah. When I get together with kids over at the school, don't do it too often. Unfortunately, just don't get the time. But and pull out a soccer ball and start juggling, catching on my shoulders. It's the same thing. Whoa! You can do that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And it's fun. You know. Yep. Yep. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Well, and we see
0: we see that. I mean, Jesus takes ordinary bread and wine, and it becomes his body and blood, yeah. right? I mean, he takes the ordinary and makes it extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And, and our biggest thing, like you said, is to, to, we have to learn to, to let him do that. Yeah. And sometimes it's a sometimes it's a long, like fight, you know, yep. to let go of those things. Like for you, it was nice because he kind of encountered and met you and pulled you along. For some, it might mean, you know, they have to turn away from all of it. You know, they mm-hmm. have to complete rejection of it in order right. to get closer to right. him. And that's a scary thing, but
1: yeah, I, th- um, I think the the biggest thing is you know as you grow in your relationship with Christ is giving all those things that he's given you back to him mm. so that he can sanctify them. And, uh, and so that they become a means to an end and not an end in themselves. And I think that's the mm. big distinction that we have to make when we you know, when we look at our interests and our passions and our hobbies is, is how are we using these things to, to grow closer to Christ and to lead others closer yeah, to Him as well. Yeah, explain
2: that a little more, that they have to be a means to an end, not an end of themselves. When you mm, say right. an end, like skateboarding as an end, what does that mean?
1: Sure, yeah. So like looking at skateboarding as like the goal or purpose in my life only, mm. like my only goal mm. in life, if, if skateboarding was my end, then my sole purpose in life was just to be a good skateboarder mm-hmm. at the end. But I'm not going to be a professional skateboarder. I'm not going to get sponsored. I'm not going to go on and do great, amazing things with skateboarding. It's just the reality you know, of the world that I live in now. Yeah. So. but but, even
2: if you didn't get old you get old
1: and you you stop yeah exactly so but right now I mean if skateboarding is used as a means then I can still do it I can still use it as a tool for my ministry to uh, to to talk about Christ with others you know to, to lead others closer to him um where, where Christ is my end, Christ is my goal, and skateboarding is just a tool that I use, and punk rock music too, to get <laughs> to get there. You know, to yeah. get to get to that end goal, which is Christ. Right. Nice, right? Oh, that's
2: awesome. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's that's awesome. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for being on the podcast with us. Absolutely, so was a blast. Your witness. Um, hey, if you all enjoyed the podcast, please please uh, rate us and leave us a. Leave us a review, and raving a review, raving five review. stars, baby. <laughs> yeah, um, it's all about reviews. <laughs> um, send us an email at vichimundum sixteen thirty three at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Also, if you're interested, if you have a message to share the the, the gospel message and and want to want to proclaim, uh, apply to be on the podcast. That's what Ben did, and we encourage others to do it. vichymundum.com. You can find the application. But uh, until next time, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, pray,
2: pray for, for us. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia, or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. This podcast is presented to you by individuals who are not all necessarily experts in the field of discussion, but are answering the call of the new evangelization and sharing their love of Christ with you. God bless you.